Thank you for joining us for a life-changing message at Mount Hope Church in beautiful Gaylord, Michigan. Our prayer is that this message will strengthen and encourage your walk with Christ. Please enjoy this message. So last week, a little bit of review, we talked about wall builders, gatekeepers, and warriors. That's what we are. That's what we need to be as men and women of God. We need to be able to to build the proper walls, right? Take down the bad walls, put the right walls up for protection, for for, to cover uh, our our Christian walk, to cover our families. We need to be gatekeepers. Dads, I I say this, and and a lot of people get on me because I I do that. That's what we're called to do. Believe me, I'm preaching to the choir because I'm preaching to myself because I haven't been the greatest gatekeeper in the world. I've got a long ways to go, but I know now looking back that if I can say one thing or do one thing or, or anything to help you not make the mistakes I made, then I want to do that. You know what I mean? Because we need to be gatekeepers of our families. And the world's going to tell you this movie and that show and doing this and going there and de- being around these people are good things, but they're not. Do we need to have, I call it controlled uh, con- controlled chaos. Th- our children sometimes need to be exposed to those things, but they don't need to stay there. They need to see it so they watch us handle it. Amen. You see what I mean? And I, and I learned that the hard way. I learned that the hard way. Some of you know the story with my daughter, Casey, and my, my daughter Sam right now has got, she's straddling the line, but she's called to be a missionary to China and I'm not going to ever let that go. She's going to China. And she's going to preach the word of God. I know it. I don't know when, but I know it. I know she's going. And I'm not going to give up on that. You know, uh, being a good gatekeeper is bringing that to remembrance. This is what God called her to do. She's going to do it. We need to stand on those things. And if that's you, if that's a mom or a dad out there, and you know your child, whether, and let me tell you, I don't, it doesn't matter how far off they are. I told you last week or a couple weeks ago about Bobby Dawson. He was a drug dealer. He was an abuser. He was way out in the world, called as a young man. Guess what? He got saved in the shower a few months ago, and now he's serving God. He was out at, he was out at Lost Valley Bible Camp this weekend working, and he fixed our tractor. He used what God gave him as a talent, and he, he began to do it. And, and he did preach at me a little bit this weekend. And it was awesome because it was like a totally different guy. But that's what God can do. If he can do that with a murderer and a persecutor of his people, he can do it with anybody. And he did it with me. And so, so being a, 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 and that's part of being a warrior, right? Because his mama was a warrior. Never gave up on that call. She kept praying. So we're wall builders, we're gatekeepers, and we're warriors. And that's what we need to do. And that's what we talked about last week. Um, I'm going to try this thing again. We're wall builders, gatekeepers, and warriors. So remember the, the four things, right? Nehemiah prayed. There's, there's an order that we need to pray. And he prayed. He recognized who God was and he exalted him. He asked God to be heard. He confesses not just for his sins, but the sins of his family and the Israelites. That was the number two thing he did. Number three thing he did was he reminded God of his covenant. And remember I said, that blew me away because God knows what he did. He's got a memory better than an elephant, right? But God, he wanted God to know that I didn't forget. 
Nehemiah wanted to know, God, I didn't forget what you promised. And then he asked for favor. You're a child of God, man. Ask for favor. You already have it, but ask for it. It's like asking for wisdom. It's the same thing. Ask for wisdom. How much more will our Father give us as he takes care of what? The, the birds of the field, right? So God will bless you. He will give you favor. We prayed for favor this morning for, for a family, for what they're doing, a thing that I believe they're doing with God. And I'm believing that favor is going to be coming upon you and God's going to open doors that no man can shut because you love God and you put him first. So, so he did all that thing and then Nehemiah, he was given all this stuff, even stuff he didn't ask for. And then he, he gets and he, he does, a, he does a, a, a review of the wall and he, and he starts to line people up, right? And he says, you, you go and fix this part and you, you go fix this part. And where did he start? Across from their houses. That blew me away when that hit me, right? The gatekeepers. They weren't just the wall builders. They were keeping the gate in their house. And then he set up guards behind them. And, and as we're going to talk today, even though there, there was opposition, there was continued opposition. Do you know, as a Christian, as you walk, you're going to continually have opposition against the things of God? You're going to continually have that. It doesn't matter. It's when you take a step for God, the enemy's going to want to push you back three. And I, and I don't care how far along you're in your walk. The cool thing is the more we get into God's word, the more vision we get. The more discernment we get. Then we know we start to learn the tricks of the enemy. And we're able to go, hold on a minute, that felt like an arrow. No, not going to do that. You know? Hold, hold on a minute, that didn't sound right. Something was wrong with that. And we... And we know in our hearts. And when, when you get that inclination, when you get that something didn't, you know, you get that little, t that little tilt in the head because somebody said something or did something. Can I just tell you that's probably from God? If it hits your spirit wrong, you need to investigate. Don't let it lie. Figure out what's going on. And, it, and sometimes we do that through prayer. And sometimes we do that by getting on the wall. You know? Sometimes we do that by being that warrior and going after with what God told us to do. So those things, that's, that's what we're going to talk about today. That, and we're going to talk about the completion of the wall, which is awesome. So let's pray real quick. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Lord, and we thank you for what you're teaching us and what you're showing us. And, and Lord, that we are wall builders, gatekeepers, and warriors. But today, Lord God, I can't wait to hear about the celebration about what you did in 52 days through the people of God. Lord, we give you glory for it in Jesus' name. That's right, 52 days. Is that crazy? 52 days it took them to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And, and I, didn't, I don't know exactly what the dimensions are, but I was thinking about that when I came out. I was like, hold on a minute, we're talking about city walls. We're talking about a whole city, Mac. All the way around the whole city. That's crazy. 52 days, man. And not only, not only did they rebuild it, but they had to take pieces away and re, you know what I mean? So it wasn't just construction, it was deconstruction and construction. How many of you have ever remodeled your house? Huh? You know what I'm saying now? It's crazy, isn't it? They did this a whole city in 52 days. That's amazing. So, chapter 6. Go to that slide, John. 
Chapter 6, continue opposition. I'm going to read to you verse 15 and 16. Verse 15 and 16 say this. So on October 2nd, the wall was finished, just 52 days after we begun. When our enemies and the surrounding nations heard about it, they were frightened and humiliated. They realized this, get this, they realized this work had been done with the help of God. Hallelujah. All right. When people from our family look at our family, they should see that the work of God has moved. When people in this community look at Mount Hope Church, they should realize that God was with us in the work. You see what I mean? If they can do it back then and they can do it in 52 days, then we can do it in whatever God has given us the amount of time to do it. And we've proven that through our three. We were talking about a great sum of money to do that, but God put it on your hearts. He put it on our pastor's heart, and he was able to convey that through the love of God, and he put it on your hearts, and we were able to accomplish the things that needed to be accomplished. That's powerful. Those are the things. Those are those. Remember when the Israelites crossed the river? Remember that? And God separated the waters and they crossed the rivers and then he said, go and put stones in the river. And, and, and so the 12 tribes put the stones. They're called standing stones. And they're there because when the flood comes, those standing stones are in there. But when the drought comes, Mac, they can, they can remember, oh yeah, that's where God moved the water so we could cross over. And if he did it then, then he's going to do it now. It's a reminder. This is one of those standing stones. A thing that we thought was impossible, God used every one of us, and it, and it was possible. Because all things are, through, are possible through God. And he's, he's rebuilding some things here. Not just physical things, by the way. Like these curtains are awesome. Andy did a great job on that, didn't he? I like to, you know, you know what I mean? He did a great job. But, but that's not just a curtain. It's the time that he took to put that up. And it wasn't just for us and for it to look good. He was honoring his mother, and his mother might not know that, but he was honoring his mother. That's a man of God. And, that's, and God was building in him a simple task of doing something like that, which may not be simple, right? I don't know. Andy just does stuff, and I go, wow, that was cool, you know? I don't know how, it's not maybe not simple, but, but his heart was right is what I'm trying to say. And God used him, and, and he's doing stuff like that here. And, and that's what we need. So, so, so they were, 52 days they did it. But now everybody, we, we would want to go, all right, it's done, it's party time. Nope. Nope, that's not how it works. Because anytime you take a step against God, or against the devil, what's going to happen? Oppositions and pushback is going to come. So every time we step forward for God, there's going to be a push. And Nehemiah knew that. So what does Nehemiah do in, in chapter 7? Or, yeah, in chapter 7. Right? Let's read verses 4 and 5. At the time, the city was large and spacious, but the population was small. And none of the houses had been rebuilt. So God gave me the idea to, get, to call together all the nobles, leaders of the city, along with the ordinary citizens for a registration. I found that genealogically record of those who had first 
return to Judah. This is what was written there. Here's the list of the Jewish exile, exiles of the provinces who returned from their captivity. Why is that important? Because he was remembering that, remember, we didn't follow God and he scattered us. Right? But now, remember, God's promise was that he would bring them back. And he did that. And so Nebuchadnezzar was recognizing, or not Nebuchadnezzar, I'm sorry, Nehemiah was recognizing that and said, hold on, we need, and he said, he didn't say I came up with the idea. He said that God gave me the idea. Remember, when we're doing this stuff, we can have God ideas or our ideas. Our ideas might be good, but they're not sometimes God ideas. And God's going to bless his ideas. You know what I mean? And so, so Nehemiah is like, we got to gather all the people because we need to remind them of who we are. In uh, verse 57, it says this. This is what it says, which is interesting, by the way. 57, the descendants of the servants of the king of Solomon returned to, from exile. Another remembrance. Remember whose line you are in. You are in the line of David. Remember whose line you are. And he's telling us that. Remember, I, I said this last week. I say this all the time. You are the prince. Men, you are the prince. God's prince. Ladies, you are God's princesses. Which means you have an inheritance of a kingdom. And that's what, and that's what Nehemiah is saying. This is who you come from. Remember, this is the line in the order that you're from. And you're going to be blessed. So, so that's what Nehemiah does. We're jumping ahead. We're moving along. Oh, man. Okay. Chapter 8. Ezra reads the law. Why is that important? They're, remember, they're not celebrating yet. You think you'd be like, you'd be like woo 52 days, man, high-fiving all over the place. But Nehemiah says, no, we got to do these things first. Got to remember who we are. We got to know the rules. So he starts to share the rules with them. And Ezra reads from the book of God. The, the book of God is what he's reading from, the law. And he, and he goes through all of that. And then in chapter 9, no, let's stay in chapter 8, I'm sorry. So then in chapter 8, yes, now, we, Nehemiah reminds them of who they are. Nehemiah reminds them of the law. And then he says, okay, now that you all got it, it's time to celebrate. And so the, in, in the latter part of chapter 8, it, the, the festival of shelters, that's pretty cool. They celebrated their households. And in celebrating their households, they celebrated the family of God. That's awesome. And so they're celebrating. And in verses 17, verse 17 says this. So everyone who returned from captivity, hallelujah, lived in the shelters during the festival, and they were all filled with joy. They were all filled with joy. Hallelujah. Let me tell you if, you, if you've given your heart to the Lord, you've returned from captivity. I have returned from captivity. And we have reason to celebrate. Hallelujah. I was telling somebody, I think earlier today, that my life was not right. I was not who I was supposed to be. I was not acting as a, as a child of God. I was rebelling against it. 
and I was getting further and further. I would not be standing here today if it wasn't for the grace and the mercy of God. And that's the truth. I would not have been able to get through all that God has allowed me to go through to make me a better, stronger man. I believe that with all my heart. If it wasn't for the grace and the mercy of God, and I didn't realize that I am the, king, I am the son to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and nothing is impossible with him. And, and I can tell you that many times it did not come out the way I wanted it to come out. What I thought the result should be wasn't the result I got. But I got what God's result was, which was way better than my result. And in me, he began to rebuild. He began to to bring out that gatekeeper and say, okay, yeah, you did that. I, I began to see those things, you know. But I can't live there. There's nothing I can do about the past. But I can go back and fix the wall. And I can take out those bad bricks and those broken bricks and the missing bricks. And I can put in the right bricks. And I can build the right wall. And I can stand gate at the gate like I'm supposed to. And I can be the warrior that God called me to be. Because he gave me all that stuff. And they, and they got to celebrate. And here, I, normally I would have stopped there with the celebration. But as I was reading through it again this morning, in chapter 9, something awesome happens. They're in the, they get through the middle of this celebration. And they held a service. And the people of Israel, not one person, not Nehemiah, just Nehemiah, the people of Israel began to confess their sins. The word of God in chapter 9 will tell you, for three hours, Jeff, they confessed their sins. Now that is a prayer service. And we'll see as time goes on, God began to bless them again for a, for a while until they rebelled again. But God is an awesome God. And the things that he's doing in our church, in our families, some of you are a part of that. He wants to do through us into that broken community out there. I believe that with all my heart. I believe every person that's sitting in here today was brought here for a reason. Any person that's come through that door was brought here for a reason. And we're going to believe that God is going to do what God wants to do. Amen? All right, hallelujah. That's my message for you this morning. Let me pray with you. As we get, uh, we get to celebrate with our brothers and our sisters that are standing up here saying, this is what I'm standing for. God is the king of my life. And I want everybody to know it. Hallelujah. What a way to end the service with that kind of celebration. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord God. For the men and women of God of Mount Hope Church, Lord God. The hope, Lord God. We want to be the hope to those that are out there. We thank you, Lord God, that you have placed us on this hill, Lord God, in this community to do your will. Lord God, I pray for everyone in this room, anybody that can hear me, Lord God, that, Lord, you, begin, you continue to move in their lives. You continue to speak to them, Lord God. As you, even those that are far from you, Lord God, like you did with me. You sent a window salesman, Lord God, to tell me of Jesus. Tell me about Jesus. You sent strangers. You sent store clerks. You sent uh, evangelists into my life to, to remind me of who you were. And, and finally, you never gave up on me. 
So, Lord God, I pray for those, our prodigals who are far away. Lord, we want to celebrate their coming home. We give you glory for it, Lord. We're going to celebrate the rebuilding of these walls, Lord God, in our lives, in this church, in this community, wherever you set us. Lord God, help us to have the heart of Nehemiah to look for the work of God, and we give you glory for it. Lord, be with us today. Bless this baptismal service. Lord, have your way in their lives, every one of them, Lord, and we give you glory for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you guys. We pray you enjoyed this message. If you would like to partner with Mount Hope Church, you can make your tax-deductible donation online at gaylorchurch.com. From there, just click on Give Online Now. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to be with you again next week.